I think we all were left with a, what do we do next? And we still don't know, you know, you still don't know what the next step and what the next journey holds. And I think that's ever more present to people right now because they don't know what tomorrow brings. I'm not going to lie. I'm still working through those feelings, but what's helped me is every day of your life thus far, you've always taken it day by day. You know, yes, we have a schedule and yes, we have a plan and it might be a little bit more concrete, but the number of times in your own individual life that life has thrown you a curveball or you did something that you didn't expect you would do, you moved somewhere you didn't expect to move. Welcome to Let's Thrive the Podcast, a place for holistic storytelling with none of the BS and a whole lot of fun. I'm your host, Emily Feichels, and my mission is to interview guests that inspire, educate, and empower you to live your best life. In these stories, you will see a part of your own journey reflected in theirs and learn to grow from it. And with that said, let's thrive. Welcome back to the Let's Thrive podcast. I'm your host, Emily Feichels, and it's a pleasure as always to have you here with us today. This is a Monday mini episode, real talk series with my dear friend, Katie Wells of Sunflower in the City. Now, some of the OG listeners might recognize the name, and that's because Katie has been on before. A long time ago, in the very beginning, when I was just a baby and I didn't know how to podcast, so we'll forget about that time and focus on the now, right? (laughs) I'm joking, it, you know, all episodes are good episodes, am I right? But anywho, Katie's just always, always been one of those people to support me, endlessly support others. She let me crash in her tiny New York City apartment when I needed a place to stay. She's always bubbly, always looking out for others, and... I just really appreciate that, and I think that's a that's a mood, that's a personality, that's a type of vibe and energy we really need during this time, so I'm excited, but since I'm recording this intro in semi-real time, I figure I'd give a little update. Um, things are interesting, you know? I'm not going to complain or go on too much, but I'm used to living from home, but I'm now living from home 24-7 as my part-time jobs are, you know, gonzo for the moment. But it's been neat because it's really forced me to analyze other aspects of my life. And I've been able to throw so much energy into the podcast that I added four entirely new episodes to this month of April, which are these Monday episodes you're getting. Um, And then besides that, I've just been like cranking out the content. So it's been wonderful. I've struggled with the money mindset, money fears, money scarcity, all that fun stuff. I'm sure many of you are too, but besides that, I don't have much to complain about. You know, I'm safe, I'm healthy, I have a home. I do have financial security in some aspects, so we're all good, fam. Uh, I hope you are too. Know that you can always reach out to me if you need somewhere to vent to or connect with. I'm here for you, and that's what I hope this episode kind of portrays for you as well. I want you to hear Katie and I discuss the topic of joy and settling into this for now normal that we're in because Katie is currently jobless too and living at home and you know so we're just two common people right now. Nothing special about us. We're just like a lot of you guys and we wanted to show you our perspective and how we're handling this and 
how we're finding joy and contentment and creativity, but also feeling all the hard emotions that are coming up and having those good cry sessions when you need them. So I kind of, you know, titled this episode five steps for finding a new normal, but you could also just think of this as a for now normal because when this is all over, we will have a then new normal. So, you know, if this time is not doing so great for you, you're not doing so great, don't think of it as a new normal because that might give you some anxiety. Think of it as a for now normal where this too shall pass. It is temporary. We'll get through it. So, In this episode, we really discuss how to feel and accept and just be with your emotions instead of running away from them or ignoring them. We chat a bit about gratitude and how it's helped us both, uh, doing what you love without guilt. So, you know, some of us might be working during this time. Some of us (laughs) might be um, taste testing lots of food and snacks and watching Netflix. Um, You know, Katie's taken on watercoloring and... I've taken on some other side hobbies, so there's just so much you can do, and we really wanted to drive home the idea of you can do this, you can rest, or you can work, do it all without guilt. Um, And then since we are both in a financial situation here, we discuss a bit about being mindful with money during this time, and then just finally, the idea of community and connection, and how both of those things have been a saving grace for us during this time. Katie and I had a few happy hour calls with some of our friends, and that just made such a difference. And, you know, she's been FaceTiming family. I've been Zoom calling with friends and also just connecting with people via Instagram. So we really discuss on the power of community connection and really focusing on that in this time if you are struggling or even if you're not, you know, I think we all need it. So I hope this episode resonates with you. I hope it gives you something to think about. Perhaps it prompts you to start watercoloring or take on some fun little project or hobby or just to watch more Netflix. I don't know. I don't really care. You do you. That is the entire theme of this podcast episode. So with that said, you can find Katie on Instagram at sunflowerinthecity and I'm on there at Emily Feichels or at Let's Thrive Podcast. And if you want to be a gem, you can support the podcast by going to Apple Podcasts leaving a rate and review, and even subscribing to Let's Thrive. I'll appreciate it endlessly. You guys know that. So so thank you, and without further ado, let's begin. I'll admit it, I spend way too much time staring at a screen each day, but I can't help it. Most of us have to use our electronics to work, connect, or build our future, and the screens just can't be avoided. However, I've found a solution, and I'm beyond excited to introduce you to Blue Blocks, the answer to screen problem, and the latest sponsor of the show. Something I never realized until this past year is how much artificial blue light is all around us, and how it affects our health. Everything from digital eye strain to headaches and migraines, the blue light from our screens needs to be dealt with, and that's where Blue Blocks comes into the picture. Backed by years of research, studies, and clinical tests, Blue Blocks discovered how to optimally manage a light and used that education to craft their three premium glasses. I went with the blue light glasses for a daytime computer use that filters down across the entire blue light spectrum to find the correct spectrum for optimal viewing. And I know what you're thinking, 
But rest assured, these glasses are as stylish as they are beneficial to our health. Blue Blocks has managed to craft the ideal glassware that are fashion-forward, backed by research, and come with or without prescription, too. To get a pair for yourself or learn more, head to blueblocks.com and find them on Instagram at blueblocksofficial for more fun. That's like another thing I was thinking the other day is how grateful I am to have like such a online social media community because honestly, it's it's all I have right now. You know, like it's all any of us have right now. And I mean, it's, there's power in it. So. Oh yeah. No, I was talking to Paige, uh, Health by Short Stack and Nikki, Nikki Booch and uh, Rachel, no gluten girl, like separately, but I was you know, and just to have them as friends and like supporting me and like supporting each other and just, it's something that I never knew that I would get out of this, but I can't imagine my life without it now. That sounds weird, but they're like my closest friends. (laughs) It doesn't sound weird at all. I'm honestly the same way. It's, it's so surreal. I was thinking that the other day too, where I just, you know, I had, cause I've been debating like moving and everything. And I was like, honestly, anywhere I'd want to go, I already have, like, multiple friends, like, good friends that I, like, we know each other immensely because we share so openly on social media. Like, it's just such an odd concept, and yeah, I'm right there with you. I mean, you're Kansas. I'm middle of nowhere Pennsylvania. Like, we probably never imagined (laughs) this for our life, so. Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's all odd, but. Yeah. And, you know, this conversation alone, I mean, it's already been a good one discussing things, but I just really wanted it to bring some insight and joy and like a different perspective to people's days. Yeah. So to start off, I actually wanted to ask like, personally, you know, we're all unique in our own ways, but what are some emotions you've been feeling these last couple days with everything going on in the world, everything going on in your own life? And let's just like discuss like what some of these emotions coming up are and how to work through them if need be. Yeah, I love that question because I think no matter who you are, no matter what you're doing, you've been hit with emotions that you've maybe never felt before. Uh, I don't know if you saw this thing going around social media. It was your quarantine nickname is the emotion you're feeling plus what you've been eating most often. I'm sure you've seen that. Mm -hmm. Um, And (laughs) when I saw it, it was right when I had come back to Kansas from New York. And I was feeling just kind of dibbled a little bit. And so I came up with unsettled beans. (laughs) (laughs) I love it, honestly. (laughs) And I was like, (laughs) my sister-in-law was like, well, I'm relaxed popcorn. And I was like, good for you. (laughs) Um, No, and I mean, that's a humorous approach, but just a little bit of background about me. you know, I've been living in New York for the past three years now, and that's been the longest I've lived anywhere since, you know, going back and forth from school to home and uh, then just living in, in the city. And I truly think it's my home. I have my apartment. I have all of my things. I had my schedule. I had just quit my corporate job uh, about four weeks ago. Great timing. And I was um, going, I was teaching group fitness full time and had that new schedule and that new opportunity to find joy. It's something that truly brought me joy. And then all of a sudden, like gyms closed. And so I made the choice to come back home and not knowing when I would be back to my New York home is scary. Um, 
I was planning on moving, as you know, at the end of May. And, but I thought I had 90 days to say goodbye <laughs> to my home. And then for it to just kind of um, come back, I think we all were left with a, what do we do next? And we still don't know, you know, you still don't know what the next step and what the next journey holds. And I think that's ever more present to people right now because they don't know what tomorrow brings. I'm not going to lie. I'm still working through those feelings, but what's helped me is every day of your life thus far, you've always taken it day by day. You know, yes, we have a schedule and yes, we have a plan and it might be a little bit more concrete, but the number of times in your own individual life that life has thrown you a curveball or you did something that you didn't expect you would do, you moved somewhere you didn't expect to move, and all of the beautiful things that have come out with that, come, come from that, I think we've had something that has rocked our world and rocked our plans. And this is the first time that the whole world is experiencing it together, which is actually very interesting and very cool. Instead of... Um, you know, one person going through a difficult transition and trying to cope on their own, everyone is going through this and we have so many people to lean on, um, which has been interesting for me as a sounding board, you know, just like you asked me, what has been your emotions? Like asking others, what are your emotions? How are you feeling? Like my mom, for example, is loving having her family back home and I feel so grateful that, you know, I have my family and that we can all be together uh, looking for the positive emotions instead of the like, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, how how are you feeling? Let's go back. Let's go back to that. <laughs> this is your podcast now. Um, but first, I have to first. I have to say, I just love how you put that about how you you know it is a day by day, and I think we as humans, our whole issue is we we like control. We want to control, and everyone that listens to this podcast knows I'm always talking about how wanting to control things has gotten me down some hard paths and we're in a situation right now where yeah I mean like all of our plans all of that control we had about our future and our present and our money and our home everything is just like ooh, gone up in the air like it was it was a quick transition no one you know I mean I personally didn't really see it coming to be as severe as it was and to lose that control was really you know scary for me and similar to what you were saying, you know, like at first I was probably very close to unsettled beans, but it was probably more like unsettled chocolate. Um, <laughs> anyone that knows me knows that too. But um, it's funny because I, I did a caption this morning actually where I kind of described currently, I'm feeling like this is almost a new normal, where at first it was really hard because like you, um, all my part-time jobs are done and I had just come back from a big vacation. Like I had all this money I wanted to pay back into my account. And all of a sudden my financial security is gone. My day jobs are gone. Everything I was kind of defining myself by was gone. You know, I defined myself as successful, as financial, as all these things by my jobs and they were gone. So at first it was definitely unsettling. I was a little bit angry. There was some bitterness in there, but now I'm just... I don't know. I mean, like you, I'm just taking advantage. I'm like, I'm in nature. I'm going out in the sun. I'm walking my dogs. I'm like working on the podcast. I'm just trying to find the little things that bring me joy now because yeah. it's like I've come to a place of acceptance, I think. You know, like I've just accepted that this is happening right now and I can't control it. So I'm done fighting. <laughs> done fighting. No, I, I totally feel you because where I had left off in, in New York was I had pretty much complete control over what I was doing. I 
since I didn't have a corporate job, I didn't have a boss. I just was teaching group fitness classes and I could sub however much I wanted. If I didn't want to sub a class, I didn't have to sub a class. Yeah, my regular classes that I had to be at, but that was really like my joyful moment, you know, what brought me joy. And then all of a sudden from that normal that, and that was a new normal. I had adjusted for maybe two weeks and um, then coming back home and having a completely new normal of for someone who has had, you know, multiple jobs and multiple activities and places to be. And I mean, I'm all over the place all the time. And now I haven't left my house except for to go on walks or to go on runs. And I mean, I don't have meetings. I don't have deadlines. I don't have anything like that. And understanding that my worth, our worth is not tied to our productivity, which that's hard for people like us to understand sometimes, you know, um, to learn that productivity can come in the form of me doing watercolors. I haven't painted since college and I have every single morning just painted a painting. And again, going back to that acceptance of the new normal, I think that's something as, that has really helped me is understanding how beautiful it is that we can do so many things that we haven't been able to do. There are so many things in this new normal that are amazing blessings that we didn't have in the old normal, you know, like for example, sleeping with Rusty. Rusty is my dog, everyone. And I'm showing Emily since we're video conferencing, he's laying in the sun, but just having a little buddy like that or having dinner with my family, um, going golfing, Things that has really helped me with adjusting to my new normal is to find things to fill my day, not just to fill my day, but to fill them with joy. And it's and to learn that it's okay if your day is not full, because it is full. No matter what, you're full of life. No matter what, you're full of all of the joy and all the gratitude that you can give to yourself and give to others, even if it's laying in the sunshine. That is soaking up life, man. <laughs> no, I agree. And I, I knew you would relate on this topic because, I mean, you are the definition of like a busy bee. I mean, when, when you were at, you know, previous normal life in New York City, even watching your stories would make me tired. I'm like, how does Katie <laughs> do this? Like you're, you're up for like from start to finish and you're always doing something like there's always something going on. I mean, that's New York City life. That's, the life of someone that's, you know, was doing as many side hustles and jobs as you are. But yeah, to come to this new normal where it's like a empty canvas in front of you. I mean, it's like you wake up and what can I do with my day? And it is important, you know, kind of switching that perspective of I have nothing to fill my day. What am I going to do to how can I like make the most of this day? Like whether that is laying in the sun or like how you've been watercoloring for me, that's been connecting back to myself that I love books. So reading mm -hmm. again and getting in the kitchen and baking and photographing and doing all these little things that really do bring you joy. And, you know, I think at first I was fighting that too, where it was like, I was trying to just stick to a work schedule. And then it's like, well, what do I, what am I working on? And then it just got to the point where I accepted it. And I'm, I'm so happy. Like, I'm happy. Like I've been un like unusually happy. <laughs> And that sounds so horrible to say, but like, it's so true the last few days. And I think it's just because I've like accepted it. I'm slowing down. I'm doing what's 
fills me up. And yeah, it's, it's been, it's been an interesting one, like seeing yeah. this too. And I think everyone adjusts differently to be fully transparent. You know, I mean, I'm a normal human. I'm not um, like a cartoon character who's joyful all the time. Two days ago, I laid on the floor and just cried for a while just to let everything go. And if you are having a harder time adjusting to this new normal, that doesn't make you less of a joyful person. You know, I think your joy and your positivity isn't measured by how often you're joyful and positive. It's how much you try to get there or how joyful and positive you can be when you do get there. Um, and to appreciate those moments after the hard ones have passed. Because this too shall pass. You know, no matter what you're feeling, this too shall pass. That's one of my favorite things. <laughs> yeah, no, and it is. Like, remembering that this is all temporary. And like you said, I mean, the reason, I, like the last, I'd say, three days have just been pretty dang happy, joyful, content is a better, probably a better word. But that was after having two days of like near mental breakdowns of, you know, trying to avoid looking at my bank accounts and my financial stuff and all the all the things that were, you know, really dragging me down. And like you said, sometimes you do just need that time, the day, whatever it is to let it out. And instead of having it drag on, like let it out, have your low moment. And then hopefully you get to that high or the joy or content or happiness again. But I did want to ask you, like, how, how are you handling the financial standpoint of this all? Like, is there anything you're telling yourself, reminding yourself, helping to work through this entire situation because you know day by day I'm starting to realize more and more people are out of jobs you know just like you and I are and it it is heartbreaking but once more like it is temporary it's something we can go through but I'm just curious if you had any you know words of advice on that end of things at least yeah absolutely I mean you know I'm kind of a finance geek like you are it was my major in in college and I made the decision to stop my corporate job because I believed that I could create more of a pillow to help me pay for my MBA through all of my side hustles. And, um, it, uh, so definitely a wrench has been thrown in my financial plans. And at first I was like bitter about that a little bit. Um, oh, man, I had this plan and it was going great because it really was going great for those two weeks. And, uh, I was like building upon my savings and then it just kind of got ripped out from underneath me. And at first I was like, oh, but I am very, very grateful that I have a family to come home to and to live under their roof. And um, since I'm in quarantine, since I came from New York City, my mom going to the grocery store for me. Um, but I've still been very conscious about my purchases, even though I am not purchasing them myself. Um, ways I have, and this is different for everyone, and just these are practical. You know me, I like to be yeah. practical, ways, not just like watch your spending. Exactly. Um, <laughs> I have found for me personally, eating a plant based diet has been a lot less expensive. Like I was said, I was unsettled beans. I've been eating a lot of beans, <laughs> um, you know, dried beans and things that are pantry stable as well. Um, things that you know, you can cook a bunch of different recipes with and make them spread easily and a lot of veggies. Um, that's one practical, practical tip I have. Um, and, but 
man, I feel like this whole thing has kind of been a kick in the ribs of what is really important though. You know, yeah, you can look at your bank statements and be stressed about them. And there is a time to be conscious about your financials. I guess what I'm trying to say is, man, Emily, I don't, I threw that one on you. So it's all good. (laughs) What? I threw that one out there. Like I I just threw that one out there. So you're good either way, but. Um, (laughs) This is a hard question. I am because I don't know the answer. You know, I am, I'm blessed in a situation where I'm a saver and I have had savings and that that's really, I'm really blessed that I wasn't living paycheck to paycheck. Um, so I don't want to pretend to give advice to people who are living paycheck to paycheck. When I think what you said, even with like the plant-based lifestyle, like that's just one example of ways you can be conscious of your spending, spending because, mm-hmm. you know, like we all have those things that we spend on month to month. Maybe it's a subscription thing and it's, going on our card without us even really noticing, or it's something like we do get. And now might be the time where you have to ask yourself, do I really need this? Or can I take a two, three week pause? You know, you can pause most subscriptions. Like we have ButcherBox. I have paused our ButcherBox for like another three weeks or something, just in hopes of getting it. You know, like I think we can be a bit more plant-based around here. And so that's one cost that we're not going to have during this season of financial upster. Yeah. And there's so many examples of ways you can just look at your finances and ask yourself truly, can I wait like two, three more weeks when maybe there's some money coming in, then I can purchase that. Or then I can start my subscription again. And I mean, it's just, mm-hmm. yeah, like you said, being savvy about it, being smart. I mean, everyone's different and you know, situations are different, but there are I mean, little things you can do. Yeah. I, that's a great idea about subscriptions. And it made me think of what I did yesterday was I canceled my Wi-Fi for my apartment that I'm not living in because there's no one, there's no one there to use it. And, um, something that my brothers and my family's doing here that I can't do because my closet's not here. But if I was in New York spring cleaning, you have the time. And I think every time that I clean out my closet, I notice how many clothes I have that I don't need. And So even if it's as simple as reorganizing it, so you bring forward the pieces that you don't, you didn't know you have, or you didn't like, if you have clothes that you don't know you have, do you really need to buy more clothes just to forget about the ones that you already have? You know, it's, (laughs) and I'm so guilty about that too. I mean, the amount of athletic wear I own is kind of, kind of insane. Um, But I packed a suitcase to come back here with four outfits in it. I've lived the past 12 days with four outfits. Yes, doing laundry, but, and yes, I haven't left the house, granted, but reuse, you know, Mm -hmm. reuse your things, reuse what you have. Um, Well, yeah, and I think a lot of, I saw, so someone I love following, uh, she'll actually be on the podcast, and she's all about financials, and she did this beautiful post about how just like a lot of us stress eat, you know, we, we eat to cope, we also spend to cope, and we spend to deal with stress, and I have definitely found myself late at night. It's like a little trigger button. You're about to hit add to cart or check out. And then some se- semblance of sense comes to my mind. And it's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I don't need that. I don't need that right now. And it is true. Like if you're feeling the urge to buy clothes, buy shoes, buy any of these maybe not so essential objects, go do some spring cleaning first, because I guarantee you, <laughs> if you see, if you have an overflowing abundance of these things already, 
cleaning them out will make you realize that you, you know, probably don't need them. It might help you kind of curb your spending habits until this whole thing washes over. But that's like the one other thing I've been keeping in mind too, because it's definitely easy to fall into the um, stress spend trap. (laughs) And one other thing I will say, kind of on a different note, is if you find your place, um, if you find yourself in a place of at least a little bit of financial stability or you've cut back expenses enough where you have a little bit of extra is researching a way that you feel comfortable giving back. Um, Because I think that helps us emotionally and it's not going to hurt us economically. Well, it's not going to hurt us personally economically and might help the entire country economically, you know, giving money to a food bank or to a women's shelter or, or something, um, of that nature, obviously doing your own research and picking your own organization that you feel comfortable, but you know, we're all in this together (laughs) at the end of the day. And yeah, it's easy to feel stressed about your own self, but I've found that when you think about the good that you can give to others, it takes the, the stress off of your own situation. It certainly does. And I, I'm right there with you, actually. Some of the only purchases I've made during this whole thing on my own, you know, account, my own card is with companies or brands that are giving back. So uh, there's a brand called Seven Sundays and I love their Musai mix. And they were doing like all online proceeds go to this Sheridan Foundation that feeds, you know, kids, families and needs. And so it's like, okay, well, I just restocked our pantry on non-perishable goods and all those proceeds are going to charity. And then, you know, uh, a friend, Amy, she does the scrunchies. It's by Ames. Yeah, I saw that. I was yes. like, yes, girl. Yeah. Exactly. And she's donating. You know, that's a very small startup. She's currently out of a job too because she was just, you know, passed her RD exam and scrunchies mm-hmm. are all she has for income, yet she's still donating part of the proceeds. And so I went and I, you know, got two more of those because I love them. And so, yeah, like even finding ways you can support through, you know, maybe you need the groceries. We'll find if there's a local business that needs your support or a brand that's donating like, or just donate in general, the money, you know, if you have it. So Mm -hmm. I agree. It makes you feel better and it helps everyone in the long run. So what goes around comes around. (laughs) Well, for the last topic I wanted to hit on with you is something that you excel at, but it's the idea of community. So during this time, I think a lot of us are starting to realize how much we depend on community, whether that's from our jobs, uh, you know, our workout classes, just being out and about in the town. Now we're all kind of isolated. And the online community has really been showing up. I mean, all across the board, it's been phenomenal. So what are some ways that you suggest people, you know, kind of build a community of their own or they can look for community, just ways to really feel connected with others and not feel so alone, you know, during this challenging time? Mm -hmm. That is an amazing question because, you know, I'm very much an extrovert and the people I've interacted with over the past couple of days have been my immediate family and my dog. Yeah. And <laughs> right there uh, with you. <laughs> yep. And I love that, but I am so immensely grateful for the online community that, that I have. Um, and I have it in a couple different avenues. One is through, you know, us Instagram people who started out as foodies. Um, we're kind of in this, in this little like, bubble that I absolutely love and adore. And that's how my account, you know, began. And uh, then I have the Equinox side, which Equinox is the the gym that I work at and, and the fitness side of things, which 
mostly Instagram hasn't been a whole lot of fitness um, in in the daily. But as people are at home and want want to move, and the people that I normally teach, I've found a little bit of extra community by hosting lives, by posting more workout videos. And that has been great for me to get me out of my shell and do something that maybe I wasn't super comfortable with before is, you know, teaching to nobody but everyone at the same time on an Instagram live. And so I feel like we're in a great position. You know, we have that community that has been part of our lives for the past, you know, over a year now. For people who you know, aren't on social media or don't have something like that. Um, I'm going to use my, my parents, for example, they don't, they don't have social media. Um, but instituting family zooms or family Google hangouts or family group chats. Um, I think now is a very interesting time where I was talking to my friends about this. You can set up a time to hang out with your friends over Google chat and no one can cancel on you really, because you don't have anywhere to be. <laughs> you can exactly. be like, sorry, you got to go, or like, sorry, I have to stay late at work. That's not an excuse anymore. Or, um, and the way with technology is nowadays, we can be ever more connected. So if it's, um, I mean, if I was still at work, we would be doing conference calls and you know, people would turn off their videos, you know, they wouldn't be on video, which I, I get it. Like it's, maybe it's weird for your coworkers to see in your space, but if you're comfortable with your team, show your face. When you have fit, like physical features connected to what you're saying, I think it makes it even more personal. Um, or starting a virtual book club even where you come on and it's not just like text back and forth, it's actual, you see them. So you can pretend like you're right next to the person. Um, and making them a regular thing. You know how we fill up our days with a schedule, like we have to be here at this time. Pretend that you actually have to be somewhere at some time, you know, set up a date with yourself or with another person and you know, that community. And you don't have to have social media to do that, I don't think, um, but do it over technology. You know, that now is not the time to, to meet up in person. <laughs> yeah. Nobody, nobody do that, please. Don't. Nope. Do that how cool would it be if you set up these things now and you're like, like when we met for the first time, we'd only mm -hmm. talked over social media or only over virtual platforms. And it's so cool when you're actually together. So when this whole thing is over, all of the little groups or all of the little niches you could have built will now become a part of your life and adapt into that next new normal that we have to go. Um, I know that was a really long-winded answer to your question, oh, but perfect. Um, I love how social media has come together. Um, but I also can think it, I also think it can be overwhelming. So <laughs> with all of the new content that's out there, it can be Whew. So don't also be afraid to take a social media break, just yeah, like we would if we were in real life. Yeah, and this I mean, like you said, <laughs> and we don't need the social media for the community. So if it is overwhelming, which honestly, like the first two, three days of everything, it was overwhelming for me. So I did have to take a step back and I wasn't posting or anything. But, you know, now I've kind of gotten back in my groove with it. But yeah, like, if you can be on social media and connect, great. The friendships you make on there, like they can be just as good as any friendship you make in your life. They can be if you put in the work. And, you know, if you 
don't want to be on social media, if you can't be on social media, that's fine too. Like, like you said, Zoom, FaceTime, Google Chats, whatever it is, even just a good old phone call on a walk outside or something like that. Yeah. Those are all ways that you can connect with others without being connected to the internet and social media. And well, I mean, you need the internet, or sometimes you need the internet, but not social media. Um, oh, but yeah, no, no, I know, I know, I know what you meant. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And I think it's important to mention well that social media is still a highlight reel. Just because everyone is stuck in their houses, don't compare yourself to how anyone else is coping during this time or what anyone else is doing because, once again, we still don't know the whole story. You know, if you're someone who comes from a background with food habits or exercise habits or mental health habits, don't feel like you have to be doing everything that everyone else is doing. We're all finding our new normal. And, you know, it's finding what brings you joy because what brings everyone else joy doesn't have to bring you joy. Agreed. A hundred, hundred percent. And the people like, you know, yeah, just everything from, you know, what you're wearing to what you're eating, how you're moving, how you're working or choosing not to work, whatever it is, like you are just seeing a blip in their scene. And people do still have to create content and people do still have to support brands. So you might see a picture that's glamorous, but in reality, like five minutes later, they're going to be back in their pajamas on their couch. Like there's just no way of knowing what's real, what's a little blip in the highlight reel. So very true. Like keep it all with a grain of salt as usual, as always, <laughs> but especially during this time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> We're all a bit more susceptible. Uh-huh. And then like, and if, for some reason you ever do get stuck in that route of comparison, just one more note of something that brings me out is all the things that you're proud of yourself for. There are so many things we do every day that we don't remember to be proud of ourselves for. You know, as simple as waking up and putting on a different t-shirt. <laughs> you know? Making like, your bed. <laughs> smiling, exactly. Making your bed, um, reaching out to people, whatever whatever it is. You know, there's there's always something to be grateful for, always something to be thankful for if you have that day in front of you. Exactly. Yep. Finding the, yeah. I mean, for me, yeah, it's like just whenever I'm the same way, as soon as I feel myself comparing or feeling like kind of low, I'm like, Hey, stop a minute. Look at all you have done. You're doing fine. <laughs> like you have no one to prove. So that is a very important reminder. And, yeah. uh, you know, you're just amazing as always much love. And if you could just let people know where they can find you. And I was, okay. Well, I was going to have you say, if you're planning any more dance parties or stuff, but I'm not sure how it'll correlate when, when, when this comes out. So <laughs> we'll just, I'll, just, I'll just say, check my stories in my yeah. post for that. Okay. <laughs> okay. So where can people find you then learn more, connect and keep an eye out for some fun dance parties and workouts? Yeah, absolutely. My Instagram is at sunflower underscore in the city. And I have a combination of recipes and workouts there. Some workouts are saved in my IGTV. Also, I'll post my schedule when I'm going live. Please tune in. I'm crazy. One time there was a panda in the background in my dancing video. I won't even go there. Um, <laughs> I also have a website, thesunflowerfiles.com, trying to update that with new recipes every day. A couple ebooks are on there. Uh, but yeah, please connect and message me. I love to chat. Give this extrovert some connection. Thank you in advance. <laughs> we all need it. We all need it. 